Hello, everybody, and welcome to Topic Hash Podcast number three. And today's topic is what, VHF? What we're going to talk about? Open timestamps. Ah. What about open timestamps? Uh, open timestamps is a very nice protocol for timestamping your crap on the Bitcoin blockchain. Yes, very cool. But what do you think about it? You think it's a very cool thing? Is it being used by anyone? Well, according to the website, it is. Uh, oh, and Peter Top, Peter Top mentioned that it was used to uh, an election was actually timestamped. Um, I would have to find a tweet. Um, mm. I think the, I think this thing has existed for many years, and yeah. it's not being used very much. And well, it, it is used. I don't know to what extent it, it's used very much. It's I, a very. I think it. Should, I think it should be used more, but at least by enthusiasts for hobby things. And I don't see it being used. No, I think like the there was a Twitter bot, something like that, that stamped uh, people's comments, so they couldn't backtrack, like they couldn't. But although that that didn't work because. The, the point is it's very mundane, right? So I guess there there are applications, but they're very boring. And it's something that happens in the background. And it's only something you need in like very particular cases. So it's not very exciting stuff, but it's... Uh, um, well, I think... Well, there's a, there are many boring things people do in Bitcoin, but because they are on Bitcoin, people get excited. Like paying for crap on the internet. <laughs> Right, so it's very uh, let's let let's but let's record videos of them doing the, the let, let's put activity. some uh, let's put some order into this to this chaos. So um, we have we have open timestamps. It's a protocol developed by Peter Todd. But do you know the idea behind it? Like I think yes. like everybody already always knew that it was possible to use the blockchain to timestamp stuff, but open timestamps is a just a standard for communicating this, these proofs. And it, this yes. is not clear anywhere. Like I, I imagine most people think you have to use this open timestamp software or something like that. And that's the way to do it or, or I don't know. Maybe there's, they think there's some magic there. I don't know. Okay, so the reason that we're talking about it is because you uh, put a message online um, saying that you don't understand open timestamps. Okay. Which is just you trolling for attention seeking for some for, for No, some people were reason. complaining that I was not posting anything on Noster, so I had to post things. <laughs> so you're so you you didn't understand a very particular thing about it. And so you, so you just message that you don't understand the thing entirely. <laughs> yeah. Which is very helpful and not confusing at all. I don't understand a hundred percent, but then people come and give me the the basic idea, which I I had already understood. <laughs> why why would they do that if you say <laughs> you don't understand the entire thing? Okay, so let's explain it to people who may, might not be aware. So, uh, the point is is that you uh, timestamp, which means that you put something in, um, into the Bitcoin blockchain because the Bitcoin blockchain is um, uh, powered by proof of work. Uh, it has this uh, attribute that it's um, well, the whole point of Bitcoin is that there is there are these blocks every 10 minutes, right? So the proof of work itself costs time. 
uh, and because it costs time to perform, uh, you can also know that this the blockchain itself costs a lot of time to actually produce. So if you put stuff in there, um, it now is bound to that same time. And uh, that's roughly running along with um, uh, the time that we uh, use on our clocks. Declare. They have to mm -hmm. declare the time in the blocks. And that's just to adjust yes. the difficulty so the blocks have, on average, the same Yes, but the the whole point is is that the, the the Bitcoin blockchain itself, just pure from data, if you're looking, the, this is like the magic of Bitcoin, is that uh, the effect of the difficulty of um, uh, the difficulty or the accumulation of work within the chain is data without context, right? Or it allows you to interpret the uh, the chain as such um, to like to have some degree of certainty uh, that it wasn't trivially produced, which is the whole point. Uh, so that we know that there is just one chain and everybody follows the same thing. We're in consensus with that. But the whole point is that we, the moment I'm trying, I think we're making this explanation far too complicated <laughs> for everybody who probably just realizes that if you put something into the blockchain, it's now bound to time. So the whole point of a timestamp is that you're able to prove that something was at least that old, right? Yeah. You can prove yeah. that it's older than that, but you can at least prove that it was existed at that time. So let's say before, uh, for example, a prediction. So I make a prediction about next year. So if I put that prediction into the blockchain now, I can prove the fact that I made that prediction now and not um, five minutes after the event happened next year, right? Yeah. Um, so this is the whole point behind the, the timestamping thing. And the way it's done, uh, or the way that Peter Todd made this uh, this protocol, is saying, okay, we, uh, I don't know if people know how a Merkle tree works. Um, if you don't, you have to, and you, if you don't, and you, you consider yourself a Bitcoiner, you're not a Bitcoiner because no, Bitcoin no, is all Merkle trees, right? The Bitcoin, Bitcoin no. is just Merkle trees you and Merkle trees and Merkle trees. Tree Every Bitcoiner needs to know what no. a Merkle tree is because it's all Merkle trees. You have to know what's a, what's a hash is. Everything <laughs> is a Merkle tree not, in Bitcoin. It is. No, no, Dude, no. We're even, we even made the contracts Merkle trees. We are going to make keys Merkle trees. Everything is a Merkle tree. The chain itself is like a Merkle just, tree. It's all Merkle trees. I know people love that word, but it's not, it's not a people. We could live without that word like this. Merkel yes, but not the concept. We cannot live without the concept. Of yeah, we can, maybe we can't live without the concept, but the <laughs> fact that people overuse that, that expression bothers me because they think it's all super cool. I'm using this Merkel and Americans yeah, don't even know how to, to pronounce the thing. They write Merkel, like Angela Merkel and yeah. In any event, so you, it, there is a method in order to combine a bunch of hashes into a single hash and subsequently prove that one of those hashes is part of a, a single hash. Um, so what you do is you, uh, you hash the file or your statement or whatever it is you want time timestamp, you turn it into a hash, you give that hash to a server, that server then combines all these hashes turns that into one single hash and produces proofs for each individual hash that it's included into that one hash that 
top hash uh, or that digest puts that into the chain and gives the proof relating to uh, that top hash that is in the chain and there are specific pieces of data um, to uh, give it back to everybody who submitted the hash. And so as a result, what happened now I have um, a proof that the thing that I submitted is part of the blockchain, not directly, but indirectly, but it's in there, right? So now my document or thing or statement is timestamped and it scales really well, right? It's very cheap. You can do, you can timestamp all the things that you want and it doesn't really matter in terms of block space, etc. So I guess that's a very important thing um, that it's the action of yeah. timestamping itself is like trivially cheap or potentially trivially cheap. It gets cheaper the more people do it, right? That's a really good way of scaling. If stuff gets cheaper, the more you do it, right? Um, so yeah. uh, now, now people will go to the Open Timestamps website and they will click the button all day, so it gets cheaper. Yes, yes. Everybody click the the button. It doesn't actually get, yeah. It it relatively gets cheaper per timestamp. Um, so 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 what what the problem the problem is? If you go to the Open Timestamps org website there's no explanation of how the thing works like it's just a bunch of marketing babble and there is a button where you can click to read more there's a very 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 hidden word in the middle of a bunch of text that is actually a hyperlink yeah that is but there are much more prominent buttons that if you click on them you don't get the explanation if you click on this thing a single word, four letters in the middle of a, a blob of text, more, you go to Peter Todd's website and there's a, an article there that a, has a bunch of useless babble. And <laughs> if you read attentively, you maybe understand in the end what's exactly happening, but it, he doesn't really explain like he doesn't care to explain very much. So maybe I'm just very dumb, but I think one second. Yeah, but the idea that you have this in the middle of Peter Stodd article, there's a a proof, like a, a, a depiction of a open timestamps proof that reads like, has a bunch of prepend, a bunch of letters, uh, SHA-256, uh, again, and then it has prepend, and it has append, and prepend, and SHA-256, whatever. Many of these things, and that is the proof. And I don't know if for other people it, this, it makes sense immediately, but for me, it didn't make complete Well, he explains sense. why he does it that way, right? Yeah. In the paper, he, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it, you can do it. doesn't matter how, and so on. Yeah. Yeah, but so, it works because but it, it wouldn't work in every case, I guess. But it works okay. So so case. we start we started out with giving like the best explanation on the internet, um, in in podcasting history of like what timestamping is. Uh, <laughs> you think and what I'm saying doesn't is not a good explanation. No, what I what 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 I started out with was explaining was like a terrible explanation. But we're now getting to <laughs> but we're now getting to the point why. Were you studying timestamps, Fiat Jeff? 
No, I wanted to implement timestamp in Oscar events using this thing. And, and my, why? My, I, I, why? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Whatever people want. I was just bored and started to make to to start. Actually, you were just think, you were just bored. So there are fundamental societal problems that we're running into, and like this is like probably a large part of the solution. But you know, <laughs> the only reason why Fiat does them is because he's bored. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was doing something else, and the other stuff I was doing was boring. So I, I, this idea came to my mind. Like, I have maybe I have to finally implement the nip for open time stamps that I wrote a year ago or more. And so I started trying to do it, but I reminded, I, I, I remember that I didn't implement it before because I didn't understand because there was no explanation. But this time I decided to try a little more. Um, Okay, so let, let's let's get so into what what happens is that this sequence of operations prepend, append, SHA two hundred fifty six. These are instructions that you have to run, so that you get, so you confirm that your proof is valid. Like, like these the, the instructions are the proof, and you run them. Mm -hmm. You start with one parameter that is the thing that you want to timestamp. Or that you have time stamped, uh, which is a sequence. Yeah, of and then you, you you run you run you run through the entire thing, and you yes. get to the Bitcoin block header. Yes, you run through the Merkle tree. Yeah, yeah, you you run through an, an internal Merkle tree, part of which is created by you by by your uh, Open Timestamps client. It does it without telling you it's doing it. Like it just adds some random numbers to your thing that you actually want to timestamp. Then it passes that the result of that to the to the server that is aggregating more stuff, and then the server adds more stuff like from other people or maybe random random stuff I don't know, and then it returns you stuff back, and then when the transaction is published, the server gives you the transaction ID or maybe it gives you the entire path to the Bitcoin block header. Uh, to the Merkle root of the Bitcoin header. Um, yeah, and you just append all these things that are generated in different places. You just put everything in a single sequence of instructions. Yes. Yeah. You, you Did you know that? Uh, well, it's... And no, because I never really bothered to look at it to this level. But now when, when I did look at it and now your explanation, it sounds very logical that what what it is is just like the actual merkle tree that you're going through yeah so yeah, yeah in sense. the beginning in the beginning the merkle tree has a bunch of like uh variable length byte sequences and they have like one sequence like one shot to 256 and then one append operation and then another shot 256 and one prepend operation this 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 part is the part that is is external to the to the to the block like it's in inside, inside the op return that the server is putting on the chain, for example. Right. And then when you get to the to the level of a Bitcoin transaction, you you join like you you enter in the actual Merkle yes. Merkle tree yes. that that is in the block, and then you have sequence of uh, double SHA two hundred fifty six, which is 
how they 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 make the the actual Bitcoin market. Yes, that's what Satoshi it's... and Satoshi implemented the double SHA two fifty six just to yeah. just to be sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good move. And then all the all the bytes that you add, they all have the same length, with, and they are all uh, Bitcoin transaction ID. And there's another confusing factor that is these things. I took a long time to realize that these these IDs they are not the hash of the the full transaction. They are only the hash of the non-segwit, like the non-witness transaction. Yes, like the, the part that is not on segwit. So that confused me a little more. Took me a little more time to understand. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because uh, otherwise, you'd still have transaction malleability. I think. Yeah. That was the entire point of uh, a segment. Yeah. The the, the 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 witness part they are hashed yes. in a separate place and added to the Merkle tree in a different step. Yeah. I could anyway. Go on with this. Uh, the, I I think the fact that there's no it's, it's very simple actually. But there's no explanation of how to do it in practice. Like, there's no mm -hmm. description, uh, no in, in no clear language. There's only software implement. Like, there's just three links. Like, use this Python library, use this JavaScript library. I think and this you, is bad. I think this you is were, bad. You were I, I was trying to do. I was trying to do it in Go, and I think more people would use it if it was explained a little more clearly. But I'm not going to the explanation yeah I'm, I'm doing it right now right now yes <laughs> okay so we we're we're i think we're, we're we're slowly getting to uh to the interesting stuff um so uh now we know how how open time or now you know how open time sounds works um you're yeah, going to end the episode now no you're going you're going to no we're actually going to get into the meat of potatoes of the the episode um you're trying to implement it into Noster and um, but what is your motivation of implementing it into Noster other than the fact that you were bored? Well, I think, well, the, the, the motivation that's, what's the added value of putting timestamps on top of Noster? I don't know. Do you have any use case? I think I was thinking about the prediction stuff. Like I want to, I want to make predictions and prove that I'm right. But, uh, that's I don't know if that's a good use case because you can make a, a bunch of different predictions and then you just review the one that says you're right. Yeah, you can all use so the the there are a couple of things that people have to realize with timestamps is that you you cannot avoid the fact that there is like shadow bookkeeping. Uh you can always maintain a parallel um um reality or administ administration that you're also timestamping but not revealing, right? You don't show it to anybody. Uh, you only show it to somebody, uh, or you only reveal it whenever it's relevant. Um, so it doesn't necessarily prevent you from lying, but it does prevent you from lying after the fact. So you will have to prepare your lie um, before the fact, which is actually pretty hard, right? It's pretty damn hard to um, get a good coherent lie going uh, before probably before you actually realize that you had to lie because most of the times it's you lie after the fact um yeah. uh, and that's something you can no longer do if you timestamp now these the, these are like you can say like the price marginally... of Bitcoin on day whatever will be some number 
and then you do that for all possible yes that's very easy to lie because you then you can just lie every every single number right yeah um uh, but the moment s stuff gets a little bit more complex then um it starts to become a little bit more difficult especially if you don't know what the actual reality it is you will have to lie against um or what what it is you have to lie about now the whole point of why you, we need timestamp uh, or why we need like timestamps on top of nosters because noster already does one thing it uses uh, keys and uh keys to somewhat to some degree uh guarantee uh, or like at least indicates uh consistency of um uh, author let's say or source right um keys can be can become compromised of course that that can be a problem but to the to the to, when they're not compromised at least we have some notion of authenticity right that's what keys do um yeah. and the other part is uh, with timestamps we it's bound to time uh so we have authentic messages that are at least bound to time to some extent that we know that they're not uh that they're at least at least that old now why is everything of this relevant um because our ability to assess data um uh, so this is hermeneutics right it's the uh, the ability to interpret data um is always done like text is always interpreted in context the problem is is that with with digital media uh it's very difficult to interpret uh the text in relation to its context and that is now supercharged with all the ai stuff so the whole notion of a video with the face of the president in the voice of the president making a statement right mm -hmm. is just simply not enough anymore because it's trivial to fake it Maybe it's not perfect now, but we can imagine like in a month, it's going to be perfect, <laughs> right? So you cannot assess just on the data itself. You cannot judge the data itself any longer, right? You need context in order to judge the data because um, every form of digital media can just be faked. If it's, it used to be that it's hard to fake video or hard to fake audio. Um, but can, it's not you do have an ai that detects this stuff much better than we do yes but that that's part of that's 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 part of it right yeah. uh, that's part of the solution to have an ai that detects this stuff um but the other part is that you give context in order to judge it and part of that context is the authenticity in the form of keys and um uh, that's one part of the story. And the other part of the story is context in, t in terms of time. And that's what the timestamps are for. So if yeah, I'm we in... Can't, we can't use keys on a video. What do you mean you can't use keys on a video? When you're speaking, you're not using any cryptographic keys. You can, But if you publish the video, you can sign the video, can't you? But this, the video could still be fake and you're just signing it, a fake video. Yes, but then it's known that... then, But then it's at least... You, you cannot, then it's explicit, right? That it's somebody lied, then that the fake video is tied to that key. So it could be uh, this, the president's key. Yes. Signing a video of the president speaking. Yes. But the video could be fake. Yes. Because for example, the president could be very bad at speaking. And so he made an AI to speak for him. But then better. at the very least, assuming that the key is not compromised, 
it's still the president. It's still a message from the president. Right. I don't care if he's w waving his dick around. It, it is still a message from the president. That's the point, right? It's authentic. It's authentic for the fact that the source is the president. Okay, I, I, I get it. But I'm, 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 and the the other the other the other part it's not is not fully authentic because it's not him speaking. No, but it, it's him broadcasting it. I don't care. Okay. So I don't care what the con. I don't care what the content is, right? I'll judge that later. That's a separate <laughs> judge. I don't. Maybe I disagree with him, right? Because I'm from a other political party. That I don't care about that stuff, right? But I first okay. need to know: is it actually from the president or not? Yeah, but how do we solve the other part? I mean, more interested in that. Although this has nothing to do with open timestamps anymore. Yeah. What yeah, is? What on, do you mean about on. the other part? The other the part. Pro, the, the, the part the, that he is himself saying with his own mouth something. I'm not bothered because, by that. Because, because you're a machine. I'm, no, I'm a human. No, because <laughs> a president can lie. That's the exact same thing, right? He can lie. Okay. Okay. Right? That's, that's, that's the exact same thing as using whatever. That's a different problem, that people can lie. Uh, but that's not that's the problem true. that we have that's, to solve. That's a good answer. Okay. Yes. Um, so it's about the authenticity. And then the timestamping stuff is especially relevant when... Um, so I am at, I studied history, right? So I look at this stuff, this stuff from the perspective from the perspective of a historian. And when I'm studying archival matter, um, like old documents and stuff, part of that is what you do is you assess the document is part of the context. So the paper is very old. So we we and we can study chem the chemical studies on the paper, and that's how we know that the document is like five hundred years old or something, right? archaeology you can do archaeology you can't do archaeology on data because data doesn't smell doesn't rot right it's just data so if i want to be able to uh assess something about the time period i would if i don't have timestamps, right or something like that then i would have to assess it from the context but the problem is that it's very. It's ultimately very trivial to create every any facade or like fake world out there. You can spin up a fake world. You just ask ChatGPT to simulate a million conversations and bullshit, and then I can implant my document there in <laughs> in that context. And then looking at it from like in a thousand years, I'll never be able to decipher the fact that I'm just looking at the figments of an AI's mind, right? Instead of what it actually occurred at the time. So I'm, I'm not able to, I'm not able to date the date, the data, because what, what, what do I have to grasp in order to know that something occurred at a certain time? And uh, so we have the okay, authenticity problem and we have now. the timeline problem. And this is the reason why we at least need this, right? It's not going to solve the problem entirely. Like keys yeah, can be compromised. Makes, yeah, I see, but it's. I, see, no. I was thinking that I would timestamp only important things. No, you timestamp everything. That, yeah, I, I think we, we have to timestamp everything that will bring it be much more valuable content if it's timestamped like that. Yes. And the thing is, it's trivially the cost is trivial. So why not just like I'm? I'm not arguing that it's like the 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 benefits are like extreme. No, the benefits might be extremely marginal, but so are the cost. So we might as well do it.
Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's, that's it. True. That's it. They're good. I didn't expect any of that. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. You're hired for the master manager, general <laughs> chief of staff. Uh, okay. Another thing in Nostra that is better than Blue Sky now. We have timestamps. Well, okay. So this is something. Um, so how are you going to implement it? Because you, you had your first suggestion on the NIP. Yeah, my first suggestion was that clients would store it, maybe just some or some servers would store timestamps for events they were interested in. And then they would return the, these to clients that cared about about the timestamps for any reason. But your suggestion is much better that just make an event referencing the other event and you put the timestamp in that. And then anyone can easily store that without having to create any special code for it they can just download the timestamps and store mm -hmm. and and everybody can create a timestamp on something and everybody can create a timestamp yeah yeah all right um okay well, i'm happy to uh, explain to you why it is that you're uh, should be doing this instead of just being bored now you can be excited about <laughs> actually it's very boring i'm working on behalf of people a million years in the future yes it is very boring i can understand <laughs> but it, that it's it's about the mundane right the, the that you get funding for that's what i learned i did some research about the the open source uh stuff uh because of my application and i i learned that the the whole reason there is funding is in order to fund the mundane stuff not the fun stuff so it's important yeah, anyway, cool things are also important. Yes, cool things are also important, but they get done, the, right? Cool, cool things, things get done. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, this is really cool, but it's only cool for history <laughs> historians. <laughs> yeah, imagine they would be. Nobody yeah. fucking realizes this is a problem. It's <laughs> like no, of course nobody realizes this is a problem because it's only a problem in a thousand years. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, but people would be very happy that we did this in the future. Well, I would be very happy yeah. if I were an historian in a, in a thousand Are years. Are we going I to timestamp be... this episode and sign it and put it somewhere so the future people will find this episode? Yes. Maybe we should also uh, um, mention the, the block time or the block hide. Yeah, yeah. We have, we have to do that. Yes. We, then we're a real Bitcoin podcast if we mention the block hide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then we can we can we can say this thing happened after this and before that, and then we have a very manageable like we this happened after the block uh, height whatever with the hash whatever, and then we publish publish the timestamp which will be like three hours or six hours in the future, then we know a very small range in which this episode could have been recorded. Yes. 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 Yeah, but I'm not going to read the block hash here. So we just just write it. Somewhere. Put it in the description. Yeah. On YouTube, that is going to last for a thousand years. Yes, everything on YouTube is going to last for a thousand years. <laughs> minimally. <laughs> All right. Okay. The end. <laughs>